there is great evil here. be extinguished by evil. Let Diablo's death end the reign of the three. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? I think it's going. It's going all right. Yeah, it's been it's been an okay Thursday. How about you? It's been all right. I had a um, I took a little uh, break in the middle of the day to run on the treadmill. Had to have to have the uh, the mango run interference for the cat that's currently living there in the family room, but that was nice. Um, not because I don't have the time to exercise, but because I don't exercise. So wait, the cat interference is based off of you oh, it has exercise? <laughs> no, no. Oh. Uh, so anytime that I wanted to exercise, I'm sure I could be like, hey, could you like, would you love to pick up the adorable cat and carry him around or spend some time playing with him in the basement or something? Um, there's also an extensive period of time where the cat was not in the family room with the treadmill and I still chose not to use it. Any day that I do do a little bit of a run, it's kind of nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. It's the it's little always good things. to get some get some blood flowing. Mm -hmm. I also I think part of the things that inform this is I tried um a new energy drink and freaking probably wasn't worth bringing up because I can't remember the name of it now. Um, but I hadn't. Tried Don't tell it me the name. Before. Tell me what it tastes like. It tastes like. So you remember? Did you try like the um? The, like stardust coke i have not tried a coke product in a, a while outside of the g generic diet stuff gotcha um so it's like that so that doesn't help you um unfortunately i'm searching for energy drinks and all of them sound really weird mm, so i'm probably not gonna be able to find this you know what i'm gonna google it when you have a particularly apt thought later in the episode and rather than paying attention i'll come back and i'll be like that that's the that's the energy drink type um, jake will come back like oh it was the energy drink pussy oh yes of course. <laughs> i'll just i'll just shout that word in the middle of, of your your thought um we were talking about energy drinks on discord the other day mm -hmm. so i went to amazon i was like oh what energy drinks am i forgetting mm -hmm. i never tried pussy the energy drink haha <laughs> <laughs> had to put that joke uh -huh. in but uh -huh. I Found feel it. like a lot of it is just like the name as far as marketing. And then, of course, you're like, oh, it's a yeah, healthy alternative to blah, blah, blah. But uh -huh. I grew up on stuff like Jolt and Amp. And I remember right. being, again, teenager at the time, a lover of sugar and caffeine, everything like that. And it just, ugh, it had me jazzed up. Also, Balls mm -hmm. Corona was around that time. Yeah, that's that's more expensive and more rare, though, than something you yes. can get at any corner store. So I sent it to you. I did find it during your um your long uh, rant that I didn't pay attention to. Um, 
It's called Alani. Alani New, I think. And it looks very... Uh, oh, I hate this shit. <laughs> you hate it. Okay. <laughs> Have you tried it? Um, I tried one of theirs. I forget which one it was, but I had very much uh, like a kind of chalky experience with it. Interesting. Okay. I will say this, I have, but... this particular one that I linked for you, it's um, Breezeberry. Um, I think this was more expensive in the store than what it's looking like online. I got to start buying groceries online. Jeez. Um, but uh, it tasted pretty good. It tasted pretty good. It tastes, um, it's not like cotton candy is too strong a flavor for me as an adult. I don't, I don't really like cotton candy flavored things generally, but it's like a, a slightly toned down little bit more crisp cotton candy. Um, and it was very drinkable, which is dangerous when there's 200 milligrams of caffeine in it. Um, but I drank it. So best part of waking up is, Oh God, holy fuck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Your heart is freaking out. Uh huh. Man, the the Folgers energy drink would probably be, <laughs> be a problem. Your grandma drinks it. Uh, nobody else uh-huh. does. It's just you just hear like rapidly knitting in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want a sweater? Do you want another one? <laughs> right. Um, but that was pretty good. That probably inspired the the uh the walk there, um, or the run, I should say. Usually, my strat is to try to like run a bit and then be like, okay. There are some realistic physical walls we need to push up against here, and we're going to tone it down. We're going to slow it down. But well, I mean, seriously, kudos to the exercise and the running part. I've tried, I tried like a a jog for like a minute, like a couple weeks ago, and that nearly killed me. I was like, this ain't for me. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I made it much longer to be honest, but <laughs> that was it was still okay. Um. I did I did get a headache from that and I had to take some ibuprofen afterwards. But you know what? It's an uphill battle. We're we're working our way up the hill. Um if you, if you turn the treadmill the other way, you're gonna be a downhill battle. Ah, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. so fucking fast. Yeah, I don't I, I I don't set the elevation at all. I probably should for like, you know, a better sense of pride and accomplishment, but I didn't believe it when EA was trying to sell it to me. I don't believe it when people in sports equipment are trying to sell it to me. Um if I'm going to, like, exercise for sub one mile in sub ten minutes, like, I'm not I'm not looking to stretch out my <laughs> my time anymore by upping the elevation, right? Like, that's going oh, to no. hurt more. Um, but other than that, I'm glad you're doing well. Um, I'm glad the cat next to me is sleeping pretty well as well. And we can speak of a video game. As a throwback episode, probably at this point, to the the, the, the times of old, uh, yonder we, we wander. About specific games. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last one was probably was the last one Elden Ring. Now we've talked about things since then, but not that many. I'm just gonna say sure without looking. Yeah, it's been a bit. It's been a while. Um, I hope it's not Elden Ring though. That's been like a freaking long time. Uh, you gotta, you gotta just, you gotta leave more video games at my house. That's gonna be the key. <laughs> just the entire collection. It doesn't time. work. It, it doesn't, doesn't work. work. It really doesn't work. You're I've like, actually played... you're like a raven with video games. Someone's mm. like, "Have you tried this thing?" And you're like, "No." They're like, "You should try this thing." You're like, "Okay." I'm like, "Jake, uh-huh. you should play this game." And you're like, "I hope you die." <laughs> I'm like, "Jake, that's awfully strong language for a mere mm-hmm. suggestion." 
what you got to do is just wrap it in tin foil, and it'll be like, all right, we'll take that, and we'll put it over here, and we'll keep it. Because um, birds like shiny things is the, the implication. But today we're talking about Diablo. Oh, uh, which? <laughs> oh, four. Okay, I was going to ask, which one do you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to vote four. Okay, that's fair. I was, like, leaning towards one, but if you if you think four would be better, then that's fine, too. I'm a, I'm a wandering man. <laughs> the, I think listening to you, like the I'm a wanderer, I wander around, 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 to like the cutscenes of Diablo in Diablo 2 walking forth and like spreading flames all over the place and evil in his wake. Totally inconsistent. I, I think they probably put, should would, have picked a different song. <laughs> it would make a good TikTok uh-huh. because having things that are discordant or... Uh... I guess, yeah, just kind of disjointed seems to work well for them. I know. We have to talk about Diablo. It's a Diablo-themed episode, but the discordant TikTok things remind me of the, uh, the, uh, the like, Latin uh, Christian singing, like, Latin monks singing uh, Anno Domini or something like that. And uh, they're, like, burning a Korok above, like, a giant pit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Domino. A Domino, yeah. <laughs> it's so good so good sorry That's juxtaposition the was the the term i was looking for specifically gotcha which originated no, you, in dota you, 2 you're thinking of dota but... yeah mm-hmm. um yeah diablo 4 came out recently some would say looks at clock and calendar yeah it's been like a month or so two months yeah i think it's been a month uh the official release was six six that's that's the reason I remember it. Ah, uh, of course. They were um they were too cowardly <laughs> to wait for until 2066 and uh they didn't have the technology to go back in time to 2006. <laughs> so they did what they could. <laughs> um well at least they released at 6 p.m. for yeah, my time. They so. did. Uh, they did actually. <laughs> um the real time zone, right? <laughs> no the real times <laughs> uh, but yeah uh, game launched I, I will uh, I will admit with some, some chagrin that I was playing it a little bit before the official launch because I, I spent the, the more uh, fool bucks edition where it's like if you are a fool you can spend additional bucks and play it early um, I don't know how I feel about that but it was still fun when it worked I personally do not feel great about it because I did not buy into it. I think I had some plans over that initial weekend. And mm-hmm. then everybody who was on the hype train, which I was like, I'll I'll purchase a ticket to the train. Mm-hmm. Everybody's already on the hype train. They played so much over the weekend. And now it's like dead quiet. Like there's me and like maybe two other people were kind of like, I guess I could play some Diablo a little bit. Mm-hmm. I th- I know that there's groups of people playing it. I actually have talked to like um two people at work, I think. Yeah, definitely two that are like very aggressively playing it. Um actually one of them I can name by name because he's a special guest, um Nate. Um who is uh he's got like a friend group and they're playing. So they're like, "All right, it's it's game time. Let's log in and do that." 
Um, which I mean, you have that for Dota. If you if people out there have a friend group where you're playing a game and it's like, hey, this is our nighttime game, that can be pretty awesome. That's a that's a good vibe to have. I could see this game being really good for that. Um, I probably have been disjointed from like the levels people or others are at. So like, if if I'm playing with Dave, Dave is like, okay, we'll put on like the kid gloves. We'll go down, you know, a couple torment levels or whatever the equivalent is here. Um, yeah, we can fight literal children if that's what you need to do <laughs> to make progress. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say you're, you're that far behind. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it definitely is relative because, like, I played some with a friend of the show and guest, uh, Dice, and he just he's burning through stuff. He found his yeah. optimal build and probably all the gear for it at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also, like, plays efficiently, whereas I'm just like... I want to do one thing and try and do that one thing really well, even if it's not good. Hmm. That's fair. Um, I mean, we can talk and get into more of the efficiency and stuff maybe as we get to the the late game. Um, We started talking about the launch a little bit. How was your launch experience? The game launched? That was my experience. Like, I had more issues with the beta as far as, like, latency and some snapback. That's fair. Um, I still will get it occasionally, and I'll, I'll I'll get rubber banding mostly with like horse stuff, mm-hmm. or it just seems to get stuck, or the horse has like a spin up time. I'm like, I don't know if you understand how <laughs> this is supposed to work, horse. Uh, you um, have to like do a little a little like clockwork toy soldier back crank thing for the yeah. horse. You're just turning the crank, <laughs> and you let it go while it buzzes, goes across the table. Um. Yeah, that, and also I'm having some graphics issues where it's like, hey, you trying to do a lot of particle effects? Don't. Yeah. So it's still like a very pretty game. Um, I don't want to take my experience and apply it to everybody's because it, it looks good. Like mm-hmm. at, at 4K resolution in those trailers and some of the stuff just in-game, very nice. Oh, yeah. Um, but it definitely has impacted my experience a little bit, having to yeah. throttle some things back. I played some other games recently that had no um, goal of graphical fidelity whatsoever, and I've come around, I think, on the opinion. Actually, that's not really fair to say. I've never cared that much about graphics. If they happen to be great, then, like, awesome. But, like, I played Crisis. None of you guys are living up to that. So, like, I don't even know. Um, No, I mean, legitimately, uh, no, uh, no hyperbole. Like, I would trade graphics for performance any day. Um, I'm not talking about like in a shooter where you're like, I'm going to disable the grass so I can shoot people. I would do that too. I'm talking about like, if it's something where in this case, Diablo takes so much VRAM, um, that if it starts to like run out and starts using like your page file, or, uh, I don't know if it's the page file or system RAM at that point, someone who's more technical can correct me in the comments. Um, that's when I started to see that like rubber banding action where I kind of like got uh, held back a little bit. And the way you can tell this, this is the the pro tip for those out there in the comments, is um, if you have like YouTube up on the other screen or something like that, and then YouTube freezes at the same time that the game freezes, that's when it does, ah. that's when it hits. Yeah. And I was like, ah, this is definitely a graphical thing. Otherwise, there's no way that it would impact YouTube. Um, 
I'm hoping some of that can be fixed with like some drivers and crap like that, but the get developers get zero points for that. You're responsible for developing a game that can be played with the drivers that exist now, pre-optimization, and you should let me like turn them all to stick figures and not have a bad experience, basically. That's my yes. take. I mean, that's um, been an ongoing thing for forever. Like, I think Cyberpunk was another example of that. Of course, that's mm-hmm. like the, the whipping boy at this point. Yeah. But you can't assume that everyone has the highest possible end graphics just to play your game. And then if there's, it's bad performantly, it's on them. No, no, no. Again, like, so many people probably still have, like, 1080s or less. Mm-hmm. Or they have just an old laptop or a fucking hand-me-down e-machines with a giant CRT monitor, right? Mm-hmm. And they should still be able to access the game. It doesn't need to be at the same graphical fidelity, but needs to be able to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a consideration. Um, and to you know to how they'll credit- format movies to somebody's screen. We can do that with games. Think about it's, it. How cool would very, that be? You can do that. Yeah, consoles get it for free, right? Um, and that's basically the example. I think like you can, you can turn the graphics down a ton, and that does help, but. Um, like the the issue kind of is that the graphics should look a little bit better and the performance should be a little bit better on like medium, right? Um, it's not it's not optimized for that, and that is a little bit unfortunate. But it has gotten better. I think latency was also a big part of it. Like you, I had more issues with the the, the open betas, um, than like the game proper once it launched. And I think I've only had like two crashes or something like that, um, which. I mean, I'm glad I'm not playing hardcore, but uh, I don't know. It could you be worse. Are, sorry. <laughs> Again, you, you reference Cyberpunk, so it could be worse. <laughs> Cyberpunk lagged when you opened the map, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you had RTX on, for me at least. Um, but yeah, graphically very impressive. Uh, Blizzard back to, I guess, classical form with like that opening cinematic with the horse and the snow. And all of that just absolutely gorgeous. I want to say, because mm-hmm. a lot of this will be me complaining about things that I wish they had as improvements. Mm-hmm. I will do the early disclaimer of overall, I've enjoyed my time with the game. I'm still enjoying my time with the game. Um, but there's a lot of things that I would change. One of which is uh, their opening and closing cutscenes, amazing. Mm-hmm. But the whole game's fucking bookended. Because in the middle, there is fuck all. There are fuck all for like actual rendered cutscenes. Is that true though? I'm pretty sure there's a good chunk with Lilith. There's one with another demon I don't want to mention for like spoilers, I think. I guess maybe briefly, but it felt like there's a, there's a certain climactic cutscene towards the end of the game. That's not the true like end of the game. There's still yes. stuff to do, including but a that's final what, that's fight. what I'm counting as the the book ended okay, yeah. one. That's fair. Yeah, it does it does tend to peak at certain points. It's not like a consistent um like high high effort all the way through. Yeah. But so I think I would have liked to see more of that. Cuz like it, for me it's like a start conscious from like holy shit this looks amazing to mm-hmm. again if I have my graphics turned down and they're like hey we're doing an in-game cutscene. I'm like sure hope those polygons are doing okay. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> and you don't need in-game cutscenes with ARPGs. Like, no, we're not there yet. The te- the technology is just not there yet. Give me a voiceover. Uh, thank you. That's it. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. 
You can do Sorry. the thing where you have painting on a scroll <laughs> or something like one of those other e easier uh, art styles that everyone's using now. Um, oh, the the weird slideshow thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, or even comic book. Go back to comic books. That hasn't been done in a little while. That could be that could be novel. Jake, do you care um, if I manically jump around a little bit? Sure. What are you playing? What what was your starting class picking picking this? <laughs> uh, I I thought about just answering sarcastically with like a different game I've been playing recently. <laughs> um, so I started uh with the beta and now as a necromancer. Um, there wasn't enough characters for necromon mon mon, which is unfortunate. So I had to pick a different name. Do you want to put in That's your full you name can. so people can add you? <laughs> yeah. Huh. yeah if, well, I guess if everybody... Sure, you can put Jacket of Bone. There you go. If you can find that. I don't even think you can add people by that name. I think you still need to have them on like Battle Probably their Blizzard ID, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Necromancer um, felt pretty good. Uh, as a minor spoiler, your horse dies at the beginning. And I was like, all right, roll the dice, Skeletal Horse. Let's go, Skeletal Horse. And... You unfortunately do not start with a skeletal horse if you picked Necromancer. So it was 0 out of 10. Worst game. Oh, I actually have that comment in here for some of my notes. <laughs> I just followed up with 0 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, how do you like Necromancer in this compared to previous entries? Oh, it's like so much better. <laughs> it's ridiculously better, actually. Um, I can't speak to Diablo 1 because it didn't have Necromancer. Um... And I didn't play a lot of three Necromancer. I think it was like part of the last DLC. It was around Reaper of Souls. It was Reaper of Souls, yeah. Because I remember um, being pissed when they were announcing Diablo three. I'm like, a Necromancer, a mm -hmm. Necro, and they were like, Witch Doctor. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, that was. They, that's the weird thing is they had Witch Doctor and Necromancer by the end of it, but those really are, those are two kids with the same name in the same playground, and that's gonna get confusing. It's me, Nazebo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, pretty obnoxious and hot. But anyways, uh, Necromancer is pretty good this time around. Um, they did a lot of like economy balancing with like the bones, like the corpses to, to generate skeletons that wasn't present in 2. Um, obviously, this is just a continuation of our episode for Diablo 2 eight years ago. Um but uh, like, there's there's some balancing things so that some of your basic abilities or other abilities could generate corpses. So even if you're fighting a boss or something, and all of your guys, all of your 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 mans get cut down, you can create more mans um, uh, through 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 the use of these abilities, and that's really nice. That's a good quality of life thing, and it kind of becomes part of the economy um, in a way that Diablo two didn't care about. It's like why would why would you bring skeletons against uh, Mephisto? <laughs> like that's just dumb. <laughs> they're just they're, they're gone. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Diablo 2 is very punishing in every regard. Um, but you can tell when like somebody had already assembled their army before logging off because they would mm -hmm. join, and you just see like an army of like forty guys kind of show up, all with like yeah. their own little animations and like light bubbles, just kind of like moving around the rogue encampment. It was. Um, they faded them out in that game too. I think for multiplayer, if I recall correctly. I think they're, to um, a degree, yeah. And they do the same thing in Diablo 4, and it still gets absurd. Like, there are some aspects and other things we haven't talked about yet that can ha make it so you have more uh, mans in your in your skeletal army. And uh, it gets absolutely absurd. It's just cover the screen in it. 
Um, and I wish it was more late game viable. But that's that's theirs. What uh, um, what about uh, the classes you played? What did you start with? So I think in the beta, I tried Necromancer first. Mm-hmm. In the second one, I tried Druid. And then with Druid, I'm like, oh, he has some some oomph behind him. He's got some meat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it felt just more sustainable. I liked that flow of combat more between just whacking on people and then shooting out some lightning. Uh, so when the game actually launched, I did a Druid first for my main, mm-hmm. getting that up to end level. Um, and it was nice just to be like, oh, is this bonus for lightning? Throw it in there. Yeah, cool. When uh-huh. I do lightning, is your chance for more lightning? Yeah, cool. Throw it in there. And then just all that. And it felt really strong and nice. Um, but I distinctly I will say, remember running yeah. around and you were like, look at that pot. <laughs> look at that pot over there. And then just got struck by lightning randomly. So there is a passive <laughs> thing where every so often like lightning can strike something nearby. Uh, and it can also target breakable pots or things like that. So I'd just be walking around and occasionally like a box would disappear. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, get fucked, box. <laughs> um but I will say it took me a little bit to land on Storm Druid. Mm-hmm. I feel like I tried everything else uh, once I had like the key passives unlocked around level 30 to see like hey, what makes sense for me? What do I like playing as? I didn't try anything with shape shifting, but I tried everything else for elemental. And boy howdy, do some of them suck ass uh in my yeah. opinion. Mm-hmm. Like when I was trying out rock stuff i'm like oh let me go all rock uh do you remember um when they made the avatar movie mm-hmm. yeah M. night Shyamalan, and then they have the the earth vendors they had like pebbles or something like yeah. that they, were throwing. they yeah. have like five people doing like some crazy jutsu shit and then it's just <laughs> like just... move some like something like, you could throw with your hand small rocks yes yeah slower yeah, than sure. a throw it was, yeah. it was crazy shit um, David uh, just shaking his head before Goliath. <laughs> These rocks will get to you. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the things just didn't feel impactful. Mm-hmm. And I felt kind of like the same way when I eventually switched over to trying out Barbarian, where I'm like, a lot of these things are not, at least for me, viable or fun mm-hmm. to play. I felt like there was only one of like three options where I'm like, this, this one, yeah. please. I would definitely say for, like, Necromancer, a lot of them were clearly, like, you could do kind of whatever you want leveling up. The game's generally not too hard there, and Necromancer made it easier in some ways because you just run away like a coward and get more corpses and keep going. But, like, um, the capstone abilities were all very much like, hey, did you put all of your points into shadow damage? Like, okay, you're in a shadow build, pick that one. Are all of your points in bone skills? Um, you know, pick this pick this capstone. Um, and that pretty much informed the build a lot, even beyond the... Uh, or I should say in addition to the gear and aspects and legendaries and other stuff that play into it. So yeah. I, maybe that's the same... Maybe that was the same for Druid. Like, maybe there is some some secret alchemy behind the, the curtain that's like, okay, maybe... Uh, earth elemental druid is viable but you have to have this specific thing that's like oh yeah all of your skills deal double damage or some nonsense right but something i want to bring up as like another pain point about the game Mm -hmm. is like as i'm trying this stuff out one thing that's really nice is you can just kind of reset all of your skills and reallocate them 
Because trying to do it piecemeal uh, sucks. A whole bag of dicks. You can't remove that. You need that for other keynote here. What are you trying to do? I'm trying to re- respect my shit. Uh-huh. So it's nice that that part is an option. But what they really need to do is just have loadouts. Because um, it's a pain in the dick for me to reallocate everything and do that. But on top of that, because your gear can have aspects which will affect your abilities. Hey, if you're running Whirlwind, you'll get this bonus. Okay, what if I'm trying out something other than Whirlwind? Do I need to have another set of gear in my stash permanently? Or just on my person at all times to switch out? No, yeah. that sucks. Um, so it would be nice to have loadouts for something. Because like, as you're leveling, you're definitely trying stuff out. But what's really going to impact your build and kind of define it is when you find a legendary. It's like, hey, I make this thing kind of cool. And you're like, I guess I'll try this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very it's very gear dependent. I didn't play a whole lot of time in late game three, um, and two is kind of it's almost excluded from the conversation because I think you got like a respec per difficulty, and then if you like killed all of the ubers or something like that, you could get like another respec. But you're not you're not switching loadouts. Um, but they, they definitely moved really far in the direction of just kind of just respec whenever you want in three. It was literally just click other buttons mm-hmm. um, to like allocate different passives and skills and things. Um, and this is more restrictive than that. It definitely is. I think overall I like the skill tree more in four than in three, where the idea was just unlock everything and then just equip whatever you want at the given at a given time. But the gear, like you said, it's it's much more restrictive when we were last playing dave was like what's your uh what's your helmet do and i like looked at it again because it had been a while since i played and it's like skeletal mages um will cast uh like small blizzards when they attack and i was like okay well i've sacrificed my skeletal mages in this build for crit chance or something like that uh so i actually have no mages um that doesn't do anything (laughs) so thanks for pointing that out (laughs) yeah that's something i ran into a lot where I think a lot of times I was cognizant of it, but I just didn't have anything to replace it with. Mm-hmm. But I essentially have like a dead spot where I'm like, okay, I'm not getting whirlwind and sending out tornado bonuses because we don't whirlwind anymore. Yeah. In some ways, I would say that they 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 have mitigated this right. Like there are some mechanics in play we should mention that allow you to play more with the aspects. Like, um, just for some context, previous. Uh, Diablo games uh, I think I don't remember you can correct me for two I don't remember a tremendous amount of ability to re-roll items Um, I don't know if that was a thing at all two didn't let you do anything (laughs) anything fun (laughs) starting with three I think they gave you the ability to re-roll specific affixes on an item as like part of an enchantment system um but the the with four, they took it all the way to the extreme. And they're like, hey, if you get a legendary and there's a nice little block of text there that's like you can summon more mans, um, you can just take that block of text off of the item. The item will die. So there will be a loss of an item. You can have your little sad funeral about that. But you can take that block of text and put it on an item that doesn't have that special legendary block of text. And now it's a legendary. Um which is really cool. You are shy one affix if you do that. I realized eventually. 
I was like, rares have one fewer other like kind of random affix modifiers, yeah, yeah, than uh, than legendaries do. Um, but you could basically grab that from a piece of gear you otherwise thought was trash and put it on a piece of gear that you thought was awesome for some stats that you actually did care about. And now you've kind of custom tailored your own. You're doing some um, like artifice uh, on these these magic items to make your own uh, special special mix um, of, of really cool gear. And I freaking love that because that kind of lends some ownership and like contribution to the process of gearing up your character. Yeah, that part is definitely that part of it is nice. Mm-hmm. He said with a trailing dot, waiting <laughs> to see if Jake had more before he. Oh no, I, I I mean I I really appreciate it. I haven't used it a ton yet because I've always kind of been on the impression that if I ripped a bunch of uh, aspects off of my legendaries, even if I really like them, to put them on other good gear, like I'm still leveling. The good gear that I drop will probably be better. I think I'm just now kind of reaching the point where I could do interact with that system and not feel like I'm just going to outpace myself by leveling anyways. Yeah, for sure. When you're looking for like very specific stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just blank. That's, That's the thought. end of the thought. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, oh, I'll yeah. just keep going. <laughs> I got it. Oh, we left the station. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so even with that, um, and what we kind of talked about for some of the other build stuff, it still feels kind of restrictive for me compared mm-hmm. yeah. to, again, ARPG slut over here, something like Path of Exile, or even back to the days of like Diablo 2. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, Diablo 2 had like a much more restrictive skill tree and yada yada. Um, but a lot of the stuff outside of like class specific set items was not mm-hmm. restrictive. Um, a fond memory I will always have was there was a barbarian I encountered just playing in a public game. And barbarians are typically known for, like, leap striking um, and whirlwind, beating the shit out of people and going in a frenzy. But no, this was a caster barbarian. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had a lot of magic find. He had two hodos, which is two heart of the oak. By the way, where the fuck are rune words? Anyway, <laughs> so he was all shout-based. Um, so he would like buff the entire party with his really like level 30 or 40 shouts mm-hmm. for like defense and all these other things. And then would use a shout that like did like minimal damage and stun, but because of how many points he had in it, it stun locked enemies. <laughs> and then he would shout at their bodies to have them explode because there was like a chance of magic fight. Like that was a separate ability. And I was right. like, oh, holy shit. What's up? What? Somebody imagine had like a oh this would be kind of like a utility thing they might try and use put a point or two in someone's like this is my fucking build and they rolled yeah. with it and it was very cool. Uh-huh. Whereas a lot of stuff here, like all of the affixes are specific to your class, mm-hmm. and you can't well, use them for. Some are across true. the board. The very first, the very first dungeon that you, I think, unlock, it shows up behind you, so it's kind of hard to tell. But I think it's the first dungeon you unlock is an affix that um, uh, if you attack, if you do damage to an elite, it gives you an overshield, kicks in, uh, and it can kick in once every like thirty seconds or something like that. Right, but that is nobody's using that shit late game. That is some puppy leveling stuff. Great in the beta, it helped so much with a Shava. I think the name is the world boss. Yeah. Fuck, fuck that guy, by the way. <laughs> really nice. Really nice against him. Um, 
but yeah, I, I think that the most of the time you're going to want an, an aspect that actually improves your build. Um, yeah, the, I just, I, I wonder if maybe part of it is because their aspects are, they come much faster now. The drop rate for legendaries is actually pretty high. It goes up as you're playing through the campaign too. Um, like as you level up, it just seems like legendaries start to drop more and more and more. Um, oh, yeah, but by sure. the end of it, like I pretty much had a legendary in almost every slot on my character, and that's not crazy. That's just like what it normally, like what it kind of is when you get towards the end of the campaign. But I mean, at least from my experience, because right now I'm doing a frenzy barbarian, mm-hmm. and I'm only using frenzy which is a primary bearer basic skill mm-hmm. because if you use topaz and stuff like weapons you're like oh we can make your basic skill better and i'll just never use a core skill or anything else so my entire build is based around that dumb idea because i'm trying to make it work and it seems to be doing okay in a lot of this aspects your, your shout barbarian <laughs> this is my shout barbarian like many uh-huh. like 15 years later uh-huh. um i don't know i like that part of it but i still wish i could do more with it because so many things i'm trying to find uh or legendaries that'll drop mm-hmm. just don't seem to fit what i'm trying to do yeah and i just kind of have to, to sift say. through like eh shard it all eh shard it all eh shard it all so it'd be nice if i understand they can't make everything specifically for whatever my neurotic brain wants to do mm-hmm. but at least then maybe give me like an item filter hey, I don't give a fuck about any rares or anything that focuses on this stat. Um, so it can immediately mark it for like, hey, we don't give a fuck about that. Yeah, that would be... Just that quality would be of life. An awesome quality of life addition. I do think what you're describing, though, is kind of part of a Faustian bargain, right? Because I think in Diablo 3 and probably 2, they had more of those types of items that could fit into any build. Because it's just like... This is just really good. This makes you do plus 300 fire damage on hit or something like that. And you're like, it doesn't matter <laughs> what what else I have in the build. Like, that's going to be great. Whereas in Diablo 4, because there are so many skill-specific affixes or, like, uh, aspects. Uh, I'm going to clarify the difference. I, I use When I use the word affix, I just mean, like, a bar of text on the item. And an aspect is basically a legendary bar of text or a bar of text that you get from a dungeon you can slap it on an item um but it might be like increases your corpse explosion skill for necromancer and the aspect could be your corpse explosion skill now propagates or does something crazy like that and that piece of gear is completely useless if you take corpse explosion off the bar right that's the limiting Mm -hmm. part to it but if it was just like hey you deal more damage or it gives you more crit or something like that i mean that's probably going to be good regardless um but because every single piece of your gear is a potential spot for one of these massive power spike aspects it gets harder to swap them out yeah but so a lot of these things i'm describing i feel like can be solved by a couple of different things one of which Mm -hmm. is just if you had loadouts i probably wouldn't care as much about some of the other stuff because yeah yes we can still have the aspects be very nuanced okay but like let me then work with them in a more convenient way if i want to change it mm-hmm. versus just flattening something out and being like oh it's crit attack speed life yada yada just very generic stats that apply to everything yeah i actually 
I don't have a I don't have a good argument against just full support for loadouts. If that loadout is you hit a button and it changes all of your gear and all of your skills to something that you've already set, um, I would love that. I think that should be in the game, and it would definitely. I agree, it would help mitigate some of these concerns with having your gear lock you into a build so strongly, like it does in four. Yeah. Outside but, of builds, how do you feel about? Unless you want to continue the train of thought. No, but. no, no. I'm, 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 I'm good. Well, I don't know. I, I do think there's some crazy. I, I will say in this, in the space of builds, there are some crazy things you can still do, but um, it really has to be determined before you put a bunch of points into into skills, or you put put a bunch of points into gear. I should say, like spend a lot of time getting gear. I saw a necromancer build where their left click and their right kick click were both curses. <laughs> I curse you! I curse you! I love cursing. It's so funny. <laughs> it was Iron Maiden and Decrepify. And for people who haven't played the game, that doesn't, like, mean anything. But if you've played the game, uh, that's absurd, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, usually you're trying to build up essence and stuff like that, but the reason this works is because if you use skills in a certain way, you don't have to have a basic skill to build essence at all. Um, you can just curse everything. <laughs> yeah, I, um, and that's cool. That's that's pretty neat. There's also part of me that is very much living in the past because I'm like, I miss the old days of Diablo where you had only two possible skills at a time, but theoretically <laughs> you could have other yes. things equipped, balanced like different uh, function keys. But it was a great system. Um, but now with like what they've done in 3 and 4, uh, they've made it like, hey, here's your bar of four things. Now it's technically uh-huh. six. Um, but I don't know why. There's just some part of my brain that is still... I want it to be different, but I don't know mm-hmm. what I want it to be. Uh-huh. That's the problem with being a consumer, though, right? Or, or a person playing games and not a game designer. And the traditional axiom is like your players can tell you when something is wrong, but they won't be able to tell you when something is right. <laughs> like yes. they might not, they might not be able to tell you the solution, but if they tell you that something's not working, you should probably listen to them. Don't listen to me on that. I don't really actually have a good idea on it, but hmm. yeah, I, I mean, loud. everything that you're describing, I do kind of wish was in the game. To be fair. Um, it's because I'm a fucking genius. I've been saying this for years. <laughs> like I, I can't think of a good argument against Rune Words because Rune Words were basically the, the McDonald's Monopoly game. They it were the, the same fucking thing. best, dude. <laughs> it's the fucking best. Because like, um, let's say like you first started out playing the game and you're like, oh cool, I just have a rune. This kind of works like a gem where I can put it in some gear. It will give some bonus stats or something. Oh, I I need Neff for for fucking missile defense, which mm-hmm. nobody used ever. And they're like, oh, this one has more sl- more slots. I can put in more runes. Cool. And then you accidentally stumble upon or looked up in the uh, the game guide a specific combination of runes, and it's like, hey, you now have this magical power. And you're like, oh shit, Jawith yeah. Burr. Now I can teleport. It was huge, but Leaf it was, was also nice because a Leaf is so fucking. They added that in rematch anyway. Before I go off the whole thing, um, it was a nice way through leveling where you didn't need to just have, oh, number do better. Uh, 
type gear pickups where it felt like you kind of guide some of where your build was going into or at least help with the leveling yeah mm-hmm. which was necessary into <laughs> also yes um, um but like i liked that thematic part of it and also mm-hmm. kind of the way they did sets mm-hmm. where granted the, the likeliness of you getting a full set of anything highly unlikely but it felt cool to like get another piece of a set and then see those bonuses come into play right. as you were leveling because again, it's the, for me, it's the power spike of like, oh, oh, we big dick now. You get to like do something new and cool, uh, and stomp on the enemies. And a lot of Diablo Four doesn't seem to have that for me, because right. everything scales with your level. I'm like, That's okay, fair. cool. Where's my power spike moment? Where's where do I get to fucking pop off? And they're like, uh, we'll think about it in a nightmare if you get an insanely good thing that just somehow exceeds the. 45 degree angle xy graph we have going on here and like okay let me know when yeah. that is please yeah it's hmm. yeah we can talk we definitely can talk about like how the the level scaling because it seems like it's the most popular a really popular addition to rpgs recently i shouldn't say recently skyrim came out <laughs> literally 10 years ago um and Oblivion had level scaling before that. I know it because I like beat it at level four. Uh, and the final boss is not that strong <laughs> if you're a super twinked out level four character. <laughs> um, but uh, like, so this, the upside is content doesn't become irrelevant, right? If you were to go oh, back yeah. and like run a lower level dungeon, there's no such thing as a lower level dungeon. It's always going to drop gear that would be applicable to your level. Um, it does remove sort of that ability to farm things that you could kill faster, I think. And that kind of sucks to lose. Um, but pretty much whatever you kill in Diablo, it has a chance to drop a legendary, it feels like. And it has a chance to drop something that's relevant to your character right now, which is kind of an upside. Um, that's, that's basically the trade-off. Um... I agree it doesn't make it doesn't feel good though. It it does actively harm the power fantasy when every time you level up, uh everything else seems to get stronger too. I do think that it kind of caps out when you hit like max level because it doesn't scale the dungeons based off of your power. It's based off of like your level and then once you're in the end game, the like nightmare dungeon tier, right? Mm-hmm. So you probably absolutely stomp your way through a nightmare tier 1. Um Whereas I'm like, this is doable, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. There's pros and cons to it for sure. Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. Like, because of how open this, like the the way the the game is laid out is giant open map. You can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Certain stuff as you go through the campaign is like level. I shouldn't say gated, but like it's meant for a certain level of content. Yeah. And if you're not there, you can be you'll struggle. For, place. for sure. There are minimum um, levels to certain areas. But like after you beat the campaign, they want to encourage you to still go to places and check stuff out. Yeah. They'll have these things called Helltide, where it's for a period of time, you can fight special enemies and then use a currency that's specific to that for chests for certain unlocks, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and it would be weird if that happened in like a level one area. And you walk up with like your level fifty, and you're just like kicking stuff in the shins. Yeah, right. Um, 
Or if it's like, hey, you really only get gear for level one stuff, you're like, okay, then why would I do that? Yeah. So it still encourages you to experience the content throughout the map. Um, but yeah, I just, I want to be above that XY line so hard. That's fair. I will say it's kind of funny, right? Because I could think of a justification for going back to a low level area, uh, kicking Rock and Ishu in the shins and like grabbing all of the stuff in his pants. Um, if like the gear could be applicable to another character, but because this game also uses the modern concept of gear of drop shaping, right? So almost everything that drops is relevant to your class. And looking Did back historically, that? it's not. I said almost everything that drops. I I got a lot of things for Druid when I was playing through on Necromancer. I feel like part of it was bugged, and the other half of it, I think, were actual just unique quest rewards that. Uh, we're actually specific to druid do you find that's not the case you find gear that's not at all applicable to your character um i didn't mentally note if it happened a lot but i was talking to somebody else who also plays on another discord uh, and they were saying that apparently there was an issue where the druid loot table was also blended with the barbarian loot table Ah, okay. and i was like why the fuck would i ever want barbarian gear on my druid like, it's actively like, oh, I can put this and I have to try and maybe roll another character or hopefully I have that character. Yeah. I think right now the way it works, when it's working as intended, I should say. So maybe some points off if it's not working that way. Uh, almost everything that drops is applicable to your character. Because I will say it sucked when you were playing uh, Launch, Diablo 3, before they actually changed that game to have loot shaping. Um, when you're like, finally beat the big boss. If you've been grinding for a legendary for a while or knowing the item economy in that game it's actually just a high level rare because <laughs> legendaries were kind of trash in Diablo mm -hmm. 3 um until they they buffed them later um and it drops and it's like this would be this will be excellent you can like grab it immediately and roll a sorceress because that's the class it dropped for and then you're not that right um it just it felt really bad even if the gear was good to be like ah, i don't play that <laughs> right you know when you do um, uh, somebody has a video on this, but when you do like these crazy in-depth side quests in like Elden Ring, you're mm -hmm. helping somebody out. You've met them like five times across the continent. You feel like you know a lot about their backstory, and then they give you like a faith weapon, and you're like, mm -hmm. "Well, that's on that's inconvenient for me." <laughs> uh huh. Like I'm gonna kill you with it, and it's gonna take a while. <laughs> so... I'm gonna chip you for two damage, so you know I'm mad. <laughs> um. So I'm I'm a big fan of of shaping too. I think they learned so many lessons from three, um, towards like that single player experience. Um, like you don't have to play every class, and you're not gonna feel bad for playing one. Um, but I mean uh, enough about the the drops and gear and stuff like that. You started to talk about some of the in game things, and I think it would be good to to mention some of those. Um. You mentioned Helltide. That was big. I know there's like the Whispering Tree um, and uh, there's the Nightmare Dungeons, which we already mentioned. Um, there's PvP, oh, which I don't, I don't to think... To clarify be. what the Whispering Tree is, Yeah. Uh, at some point in the game, you encounter a tree and be like, ah, end game, I'll give you rewards if you do stuff. Uh -huh. So it'll put like indicators across your map of, hey, if you do this dungeon, that's worth five points. And yes. if you get up to ten points... 
uh, you can cash that in for like a little loot box. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it'll be legendary, but you'll get a choice of three, and it'll kind of specialize in hey, helms, rings, boots. Uh, what are you yeah. feeling? What you looking so for? It's it'll be randomized, but if you're just kind of passively looking for content to do, that'll give you an outlet. Mm-hmm. There are side quests which are ass. Don't do the side quests. They're yeah, not interesting. Quests, right. They don't give you good experience. They don't give you good drops. Do not do them. Helltide yeah. is a period of like stronger enemies. And you can find those specific chests to cash in on. Again, it'll be kind of randomized for like, hey, this will be for rings. You're like, oh, I don't want rings. I'll look for another chest. And mm-hmm. they will show up on the map. There are secret ones as well that do not show up on the map. Oh. Um, apparently, I found this out the other day from, from Dice, who was telling me. Apparently, there's a map of where the secret ones are. Thank you, of gamers, course. for doing that. Um, Nightmare Dungeons is probably the biggest thing for endgame content because that will increasingly scale. If I do a level 13 Nightmare Dungeon, it'll be like, here's your positive bonus of uh, you will have extra thorns. And here are the other three things we're giving the monsters. You're like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. And that will, I think it's three times the dungeon level or something for the monsters levels. Um, but like that will can progressively get harder and you can keep getting higher level keys. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you can get to world, world tier four. And those are even crazier. But that's where a lot of your late game is as far as major scaling. There are world yeah. bosses as well. I don't think they're tied specifically to late game, though. I think you can do them at any point if you have it. No, unlocked. I'm pretty sure they scale, yeah. They like they scale, but they're... I don't know if they nerfed them off the beta or not. I haven't fought in any of the world bosses since the beta. But like we were freaking struggling in the beta. It was It was hard. Um, we actually had to instance hop a couple times and they only spawned, a sh- I think a Shava is its name, only spawned like once per hour. Oh, and yeah. we're like, uh, let's leave here because these people are looking a little bit weak and we're going to try to like d- disconnect and reconnect until we find a group that looks like they, a fully populated instance that might be able to do it. I'm sure it's better now. People were level capped for the beta. Um, so it was pretty rough. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I guess you you listed out a lot of those in-game activities. I mean, compare how would you compare that to the end game of some others in the series? Um, you also uh, there's the Paragon board also um, for progression. Um, how does it land? You know, as uh, our esteemed Diablo aficionado in in Pushes our up gaming the glasses community, I'm not wearing. Um, uh-huh. They're over on the desk. I'll push my glasses up for you. There you thank go. thank you. <laughs> from now on since you're always wearing glasses when we record I'll be like Jake push up your glasses I have something cool to say <laughs> uh-huh. um, I like this system better as far as Paragon because it's kind of like another little tree where you can kind of choose what you invest into and they feel a little more meaningful as far as what you're putting points into because you'll get like five of a given stat whereas in three the Paragon system was like you're already max level what do you want like uh-huh. .002 attack speed on everybody fine sure fuck whatever uh-huh. Um. Also, for three, it was insane how they had the scaling, and how you could like level somebody up to max level in an hour, and then just have them give like all these extra points, and it felt so meaningless as far as progression. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like this system much more in that regard. Um, Diablo two didn't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like, hey, you do 
cow levels or something. Like there wasn't really a goal. Um, I think it was almost at least always. Had... It was hit the cliff, hit like hit, get over the plateau to the next difficulty in Diablo two. Yeah, but like once you were in hell, it's like, do you do hell cows? Do you do? I guess they added Ubers at a point, mm-hmm. um, for a chance of getting like a torch. Diablo three had their um. It wasn't called a dungeon. It was called something else. But you'd essentially spin up a, a little oh yeah generated rifts. instance. There were rifts, rifts, yeah, yeah. And I feel like you could add some modifiers on there, but again, they kind of seem to scale infinitely, as far as what you could do. They were very, they were very akin to like nightmare dungeons in four. I think that was basically the carryover. They they change rifts to be nightmare dungeons. But Diablo 3 is also very much about speed, where you try and, like, fly through a rift and, like... Oh, my gosh, yeah. If you did it in more than a minute, you, your build was bad. Um, <laughs> which, that's not remotely an option in 4. I don't believe. Uh-huh. I think both of those games... I don't think I've ever put enough time into a Diablo game to get there, but it's reminiscent of, like, watching high-level Path of Exile players... Or like high level Diablo players, everybody has like a teleport on the bar, and their gameplay is they teleport half a screen away, basically to the edge of the screen, hit their nuke button that blows up the entire screen. They teleport half a screen away, they hit their nuke button that blows up the entire screen, and I'm like, this isn't even a game anymore. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, it becomes like how efficiently you want to play for progression. Mm-hmm. Like I copied a build from a a Juicis video where he was doing like a lightning herald of lightning build. I was like, oh, that seems cool as shit. Because if you remember what we were talking about with Drew, with like the passive, like you're lightning with trick something every so often. But imagine it wasn't every twelve seconds. It was if somebody was they had a debuff, a lightning debuff. Okay. Your thing was popping off. Yeah. So you shoot some lightning at some people and then you just fucking book it and then things are exploding around you and mm-hmm. it was very cathartic for me um but yeah i liked having that tier of like hey the builds fucking popped off that hard mm-hmm. for sure again power fantasy yeah it's it's nice when it's it's i love it when a build comes together to, to quote quote uh somebody else to quote bob <laughs> yeah bob the um right <laughs> he's just <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining bob the builder with like sinister undertones here and he's just like a mob boss or something um mob bob there you go uh i do i i, I don't want to spend a ton of time running through all these points there's a couple things i want to call out as as pros and cons so far um always online i think has overall i'm not a huge fan of that but i guess i would have been playing on battle.net anyways um so you know i don't have a strong opinion exactly right like it's just certain games it it just doesn't make sense it's like why why do you do this like well we want to sell you stuff and you're like Mm. okay but yeah i guess we've we've had to turn that into a question to throw that into your court for a second like how do you feel because the difference for this one is in every single previous diablo game to this um unless you just had like an open lobby where people could just join in randomly like you were relatively unmolested within your own world 
And this one is like, it's basically an MMO. You can run across people wherever. How do you feel about that? Does it do anything for you? Oh, oh it does something for me. <laughs> Good, bad, and different. <laughs> I mean, so typically with people, if you like load into an area, you might have a little bit of latency from everybody's assets. Zing. Mm, that's true. But sorry, sorry, necromancers. I usually <laughs> fucking I necromancers are the worst. Yeah. But if you go to do like, oh, here's like a little. I don't want to call it a public event, but I guess it kind of is. Where it's like, hey, here's they an are, event. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and it's nice if you have other people who are also there to like help you kill stuff. Maybe you do something in a timer. Maybe you're a little bit below what your damage should be, and they can help you clear it. That feels nice. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Obviously, world bosses would not really be possible without having other people in the world. Mm -hmm. um, things like Helltide or the the Legion events, where it's just like, hey, we're gonna spawn spawn a whole bunch of people. Like, my build can't fuck... It literally can't do that. So, yeah. I very much appreciate having other people nearby to kind of cover my weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And then, and like, I, everybody emotes before, like, hello. And then they're like, goodbye. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's very... I do like People don't type so much. I like the emotes. The emotes are the right level of commitment, I think. Um, I'm a fan of the online aspect for similar reasons. There's sometimes there's an event where I'm just like, ah, and then someone else just has a really optimized build and like, <laughs> I can just like backseat this. I'll just let the skeletons do their things um, before I sacrifice them all for crit chance. Or if um, you show up at the event right before it ends, you're like, hey guys, what did I miss? Oh, I loot, thanks. And then <laughs> you just leave. The whole time. <laughs> Again, another improvement, uh, instance loot. <laughs> Very nice. That one's good. Uh, fan of that. Don't have to fight or need greed over things. But you can still Except. share it. Except in the PvP area. Yes, in the PvP area. The currency there is all... It's not instanced. So people will be left-clicking like a motherfucker out there. Mm -hmm. Jake and I weirdly went into a PvP area as a team. Um, <laughs> and it even didn't we help were like fighting much. each other for it. Well, D Dave got kills and things, so occasionally I would get some drops. But man, my build made no sense for PvP. I think Dave asked, he's like, do you have any way to like deal damage to him? And I was like, if they stand in the dot, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, I think I was just feeding the rogues and barbarians. Um, they would just appear out of nowhere in the rogues case, or charge out of nowhere as the barbarian. Um but yeah, it was it was fun. Uh, the, the other thing I wanted to rapid fire was um, the class diversity in this one, top notch. Uh, generally, spellcasting in the previous games, it's like you're a spellcaster. Three gave you like a little bit more diversity if you were specifically like a sorcerer because they had some special archon abilities and crap like that. But for the most part, it was always just your ultimate. That's the thing that really diversified you as a as a caster. And this one, every single class has their their mechanic. Um, which I think is great. It it literally feels different. Like it feels playing a different class feels like playing a different game, um, moment to moment, which is crazy. Yeah, I do like how diverse that is. Mm -hmm. I made a rogue for the second beta, and it was too engaging. I was like, this was made for people who want to be like mashing all the buttons on their keyboard in a specific order very rapidly. Yeah, like I thought I, I had ADHD <laughs> and then I played Rogue. It turns out I do not. <laughs> uh-huh. Like I I was like, I was not good at this in Final Fantasy 14 when I had to hit all the buttons in the right order at the right times. I'm not good at it now. Um, 
but it was it was fun and took way more effort to accomplish the same things other classes could do with just like punch face punch face <laughs> button <laughs> um, and uh let's see any other quick rapid fire hot takes you have for the game oh so many um i'll <laughs> yeah. try and be quick with these do you kids like diablo 2 hey do you remember diablo 2 diablo 2 we fucking get it um oh yes yeah i have a note in here it says uh you cannot pet the Mephisto. Zero out of ten. Mm, okay. uh, there's no Diablo in the game. Zero out of ten. Uh, <laughs> the, I think we should justify that, though. Because when you're saying, like, do you like Diablo 2? It's Diablo 2. It's because, like, there was so much blowback for Diablo 3. Like, and they're like, this is just a bright MMO-type game. This is not Diablo at all. Where's the Where's well, the gothic horror? Where's the blood? People were literally saying that back then. I I get that, but I feel like they took too much from Diablo 2. Literally like, Mm -hmm. hey, do you remember this exact character? Hey, do you remember this exact boss? Hey, do you remember Mm -hmm. this exact... And I'm like, dude, I I get it. Like, it was cool if they would have done one or two, but they're like, hey, Mephisto's a dog now. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what he has to do with anything. They Mm -hmm. threw Duriel in, which I'm like, there's a lot of maggots around. That kind of makes sense. I would have loved that they just had Andariel as like a little thing, like a little little homage. That's it. Yeah, I I I do think I yes. At a point, even I realized it was pandering. Right, that's the only word for it. I think is they were pandering for that nostalgia. Um, I don't know if I can hold it against them though. Right, it was oh, pretty I can. much it's in... Blizzard. Yeah, yeah, you can. You you absolutely can. But I mean, like. The game wasn't worse for the pandering, I think. No, um, it didn't ruin the story. But I also wasn't super invested in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we didn't talk much about the story. We just had some rapid fire spoilers in the last minute. So we'll probably do full, full spoiler Oops. with that. But I think that's I think that's fine. The game's been out for a month. Um, also, to its credit, of the stories, this has been the best one so far. Yes. Like I like the theming of Diablo 2. Again, nostalgia, all that jazz. But mm-hmm. like it didn't really have a story. Diablo 3, couldn't tell you anything about it. Diablo 4, yeah, I could at least tell you what happened. And I thought Lilith was an interesting character. Lilith the cutscenes were choice as yeah. hell. Like interesting things were happening. It's just like the side characters who were like, I think we should be doing this. I I don't care if you lived or died type thing. Mm-hmm. I legitimately, when I was going through the the story, Lilith is both, they manage, like, she does enough evil things that she's, like, irredeemable, right? She's very much side of hell. Um, But her character is just... But she's kind of hot. She's at least horny. That's good. That's because she has giant horns in her head, yeah. Um, But uh, it's also, like, some of the things that she does, she literally is, until the end of the game like you could justify everything she's doing as being heartless careless maybe she doesn't care about the underlings and things but ultimately for sanctuary and the fact that they never betray that she never has a villain like mustache twist at the end of the game where it's like okay it was all for power the whole time just kidding like haha like evil cape unfurl it was maleficent or whatever the whole time uh she doesn't do that and so up until the very end of the game, you're like, 
this might actually still be bad for Sanctuary, right? Like, maybe we're containing hell, but, you know, angels might come down and screw us over at some point. Or what if they could fight the demons? What would happen? There's lore implications to yes. Lilith's place in the game. And I freaking love that. I was actually disappointed that at the final segment, when she's putting you through, like, your mind prison, that you can't actually side with her. Because I was yes. like, I kind of, I would have, with my necromancer at least. Because, like, as a very brief as I, cause I, I know I keep pushing this over, and then you That's push fine. this over, then I push this over. Um, yeah, sometimes you guys we, we, We've put some time in the game. But uh, with Mephisto as a, I don't know what his role is. Like, he helps you out with some things. He's like, He's I gotta help you out because uh, I don't want to get murked by Lilith, who's my mm-hmm. daughter, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm also a bad guy, so we'll need to be enemies at some point. But like right now, we can be friends, right? Mm-hmm. Work towards the common evil, which is Lilith. I'm like, fuck you, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, why, why would you work th- with There was, the, there was no motivation given to me other other than like, well, I mean, Lilith's not good. I'm uh-huh. like, true. It's a, you know what's funny about that, though? Thinking about Mephisto's motivations, I think the character motivations are just better in this game. That's the, one of the things I love about it. Like one of the characters you run across is just like been he's just been drunk until you show up because he just didn't have the means to actually do what he needed to do to fight back against darkness. And then you show up and you're like, by the way, I'm basically a god. I'm the protagonist. He's like, okay, I guess I'll sober up. Um, but like all of the time, like Mephisto helps you a ton actually in the campaign, particularly towards the end against Lilith. <laughs> you just like betray him in a cut soon. <laughs> it's 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 kind of it's kind of crazy. I wish the game had some choices, which is not like something I expected to say for a Diablo game, right? Which well, I think I mean, is it's it's uh, good for the story. It would be nice, yeah. Just because like your character is so fucking flat and bland, they are. Yeah, I will do good things. Uh huh. Okay. At least, I, at least, give me like the voice of the paladin from Diablo two while you say it, and maybe I'll believe mm-hmm. you. You know. Yeah, I I definitely noticed that specifically for Necromancer, I'm like literally walking from town to town with like my army of corpses that I've taken from other people that belong to me now. That's the Necromancer thing, and I'm just like, yeah. I mean, I'm really just here for the people. And I'll do whatever I can to help out. And hurting people is wrong. And go to church on Sundays. Don't do drugs. Um, <laughs> and he's like so adamant about not joining Lilith. And I'm like, it's kind of, I don't know, consider it. You know, just weigh your <laughs> options, you know. Um, but, yeah. Overall, I was, I agree. I was a lot more invested in the story to this one. Um, whereas the story to three, I think you could just throw into like a paragraph because people were so one dimensional. They're just like evil, evil plus deceit or good. Those are the three factions Mm -hmm. (laughs) of the entire game. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Overall, I think it's a pretty good game. Don't spend any money on the shop. We didn't talk about that, but you know, just to, uh, keep the balance on your eternal soul if you do buy diablo don't spend money on the shop um usually we say we leave that up to the individual and your own purchasing decisions but i think we can just you know agree 
that it's wrong to do so here. So, um, and I'm I'm split on the season pass because they're going to be doing that thing, and I don't know. I got I got like Paper Mario to play and stuff. I don't, I don't know. He's been saying that for a long time. On <laughs> <laughs> sounds like my dad went out for smokes. Um, Your dad goes out. He's like, I'm more. just gonna play some Paper Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Thousand year. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair, Dad. Uh-huh. Um, but no, I'm curious to see more about the season pat. Like, if it is just like, mm-hmm. hey, here's like a fun seasonal thing you can kind of opt into. Yeah. Cool. Um, if you want to do ladder just for their own progression's sake, cool. Mm-hmm. I just don't want them to start adding in like, hey, you got to get the season. You didn't do season three. Then yeah. you, you can never get this cool armor thing. You didn't participate. You got to pay money to do this thing. You got to pay money each season. Like, yeah, I'm I'm so fucking over destiny. Like, mm-hmm. I will play some group content with people if they want. I might do a dungeon to get the one helm and I can quit permanently. But like, <laughs> yeah. it's just I'm so tired of that model. And I actively mm-hmm. hate that like they don't make it good and fun and engaging. And they're just like they're just asking me for money in different ways. And I'm like, please stop. I'm so tired. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean we've talked probably too much about season passes, so I don't want to spend too much on it. But generally my take is I'll probably do like one season pass for one game at a time. For whichever one I'm actually playing. But like you, I don't want to feel like I'm playing catch-up for everybody else who's been dumping money into the game. And I don't want to... It's actually more... Like my FOMO, my fear of missing out, a valid response there is actually fight or flight, right? It's either it's, it's, it's either uh, stay and pay or leave and flee. And leave and flee is actually a very valid option if games start asking you to spend a lot of money. It's like, oh, they have a bunch of cool stuff that you can't get unless you pay for it right now or you finish the battle pass. If you quit the game, that cosmetic does not matter, <laughs> right? Like, um, So I, I think that's going to be the battle. Uh, stay and pay or leave and flee. So I'm going to coin that right now, by the way. It's yours. Thank you. Um any other final thoughts? Words of wisdom for those uh, brave adventurers, the Nephilim out in Sanctuary, uh, fighting the forces of evil, and maybe the Angelicos in Diablo Five. Who's to say? I mean, I could make a, a very wordy parallel to uh, fighting the demons in your own life, but uh, no, get the hell out of here. Okay, that was good. That was your pun. Now go. <laughs> Uh, if you have better outros for us, suggestions for outros, you can send those in to soapstonepodcast at gmail.com or you can join the hollowed hosts at facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. And as always, we'll see you in the next one. Goodbye. <laughs>